Stephanie Laska. Welcome to the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I lost 140 pounds by continuing to enjoy my favorite light beer, tortillas, and chocolate. I believe you can have your sugar-free cake and eat it too. You don't have to be perfect on the keto diet to be successful at losing weight. Your journey on Dirty Lazy Keto, it starts today. We're going to get serious, okay? I don't just have this potato out for nothing. I didn't just put wheat bread in my office and potatoes for nothing. This is a very important topic today. And I'm excited to do lots and lots and lots of show and tell because we are going to be talking about the top 10 healthy foods that you should avoid. And now when I say healthy, I'm not really meaning like healthy, right? It's like other people saying healthy, like, oh, eat a vegetable. Oh, blah, 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 wheat bread. No, thank you. So I'm going to share with you my top 10 quote unquote healthy foods that I think we should all run from screaming and yelling at the top of our lungs. Okay. I think the 1980s personally are over. There is so much bad information. If you were like me growing up in the 1980s, where I was taught about low fat, I was told I had to like eat, you know, a trillion servings of whole grains a day. And also, you know, the sad diet, which sounds very sad because it is. That's the standard American diet. Um, but none of that worked for me. That's why I'm here. And I don't know about you but I bet you're looking for another option as well. So in case you're wondering why I feel like I'm qualified to give you some advice about what to eat, what to not eat, and what things you should run from, I always like to remind you and show you a fun picture, which are so embarrassing by the way. Um, but this, I feel like it makes me uniquely qualified to give you advice on losing weight. So this is me here with my family at Christmas time and you can see my husband and little kids. And you can see that I'm the largest person in the picture, weighing close to 300 pounds. I, I remember buying these pants at the mall at um, Lane Bryant, and they were size 26. And I remember thinking, holy moly, that was the biggest size I'd ever worn in my life. And I remember them being a little tight on the waist too. I know, right? So 140 pounds later, I feel like I have learned a few things and I want to make sure that I pass it on because these things should not be kept a secret, right? I think so. We got to help each other and be a community of keto followers because some of this stuff is like confusing. So I want to pass on my knowledge about what I learned and what didn't work and what did work. And then hopefully you don't have to make those same mistakes. Sounds like a plan, right? Um, and then to make this fun, because I want to have a good time while we're learning. Um, all of those of you watching and decide to put some comments um, throughout the video, I will be picking a person at random from the comments to win a free, wait for it, Dirty Lazy Keto Cookbook. And it'll be your choice. So I'll hold them up so you can know what you can choose. You can even put in the comments if you want to just tell me what you're interested in winning. But you can win either the five ingredient cookbook or you could choose the no time to cook cookbook, or you could choose the dirt cheap cookbook, or you could choose the original dirty lazy keto cookbook. And if none of those sound good and you want to just do the get started, that's the original book. So it's your choice. And again, I'll be choosing someone at random 
in the comments. I know, right? Why not? And then I'll notify you in the comments as well. That way it'll be easy. So the outline for today, I'm going to do a quick spotlight. That was supposed to light up. Didn't. That was supposed to be my big dramatic reveal. Sad. There it is. <laughs> okay. I want to shine a spotlight on the so-called healthy foods that people have been telling us. Because we all know if you shine the light on them, some are going to let us down. Seriously. And like I mentioned, the 1980s are over. So if you've got your leg warmers, if you've got your headband, if you're Olivia Newton-John, move over. The low-fat era has passed. The low-fat era has passed. So today when we're doing our spotlight, I want to help identify what I think are the top 10 worst offenders when people say healthy foods. And I want to offer you some recommendations from Dirty Lazy Keto about what actually might be a better substitute. Okay, let's get started. As I mentioned, I have one zillion show and tell examples today. But the first thing I want to talk about with you guys, and this is what I think is a big fat lie. So I'm going to use my spotlight. Shine it on. When people tell you, oh, you should eat low fat yogurt to be healthy, right? How many of you have heard this before? Raise your hand or thumbs up or make a comment. I know my whole life I was told um, if I was going to have dairy, I needed to have fat free or low fat dairy products like cottage cheese, milk, yogurt, all of it, right? My mom, my grandmother, school, everybody told me I had to have the non-fat, the low-fat dairy products. Now, I know with yogurt, the goal for recommending eating low-fat yogurt, people wanted us to get the protein, right? They also wanted us to get probiotics and among other things, right? So this example here, this is not dirty, lazy keto, okay? Let's clear that up. This 99% fat-free product if I'm going to look on the nutrition label, it has 31 grams of net carbs. 31, not in the whole container, but per serving. I know, right? So for me, this is a no-go. Get rid of that option. That is not going to happen. So what I like to do to substitute is for me, I like 5% Faye yogurt. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of different options out there, and I was hoping that in the comments, you would share your favorite yogurt. So how are you getting the protein? How are you getting the probiotics? How are you getting that calcium that people are trying to be good people, right? When they recommend that you eat yogurt. How are you getting that? So tell me what product, tell me what your recommendation is. This one's mine and it has roughly five to six grams of net carbs per serving. Depends on which brand, obviously, which style, how much you put in your cup. Please let me know in the comments, again, what your recommendation is. So let's go on to number two. These are the top 10 worst offenders when it comes to healthy food. Number two, I was always told as a child to drink lots and lots and lots of orange juice. Um, my mom, my school, my doctor, everybody always said, oh, you need the vitamin C. You've got to drink orange juice every single day. It's like, you have to. Was anyone else taught that or brought up that way? Here's the thing about orange juice though. It has 
I don't know, roughly 27 net carbs per serving. 27. Is that acceptable to you? Now, I know we're trying to get vitamin C here, but is there another way? Do you have to drink orange juice? I'd be curious what your suggestion is, and I hope that you will share it in the comments. For me, instead of having orange juice, I've been substituting zero sugar um, juice type product. Now, obviously this isn't, you know, the same thing. It's probably doesn't have all the same nutrition that orange juice does, but I like the taste and it makes me feel happy. So I'm gonna go with this. <laughs> now, what about you? What are you doing? There's a lot of different options, right? You can use flavored water if you're trying to just pretend to have some orange juice. This is one of my favorites. This has about three grams of net carbs per packet, which is kind of high, I admit. You can go lower if you wanna do the squirts versus these powdered um, sticks. And by the way, this one here has one gram of net carb per cup, okay? But those two products or those two recommendations that you swap out, they're not giving you the vitamin C, right? So where are you gonna get that from? Here are a few of my recommendations and I hope that you'll share your thoughts as well. First of all, you might look to peppers. So chili peppers, jalapeno peppers, bell peppers, all the different peppers in the pepper family, they have vitamin C. So this is one idea and they're pretty low in carbs too. We like that and they're spicy. Some of them are. Um, spinach is another idea, Brussels sprouts. You could even use fresh lemon or lemon juice. So for me, those are a lot of great options just with food that you can still get that vitamin C that you're quote unquote missing by not having orange juice whatever. Do you have any other ideas? Did I forget something for number two? I hope that you will tell us because then we can learn from each other, right? That's what this is all about. Here's another fun one. My whole life I was taught I have to eat beans. Oh my gosh. It was like in chili, side dishes, burritos. Were you taught as a child or in your youth that you have to have beans because of the fiber, right? I was always taught it was so healthy. You have to have beans. It's good for your digestion, for feeling full. Um, it's good for your stool, right? And so for me, when I got on Dirty Lazy Keto and I started to look at what's the nutritional information about some of these products, I wasn't very excited. Like for example, uh, pinto beans has 11 grams of net carbs per half cup serving. For me, that just seems too high. That's like, you know, practically my whole day's, half a day's carbs. No, thank you. What about you? You might think it's a good carb spend. I don't know. And that's okay. You get to make this decision for yourself. But for me, if I was looking at like refried, you know, refried beans, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, a half cup serving has 12 grams of net carbs. Like, even though it's high in fiber for me, I'm going to look for a different way to get that fiber. So some of the su suggestions that I have would be maybe a little unusual, maybe new to you, but I'm trying to help out. This is what has worked for me. Um, I find that these black soybeans, they're made by Eden Organic. I buy them on Amazon and yes, I know that's a total pain, um, but they only have one gram of net carb per half cup serving. I know. 
suddenly ordering them on Amazon doesn't seem like such a bad idea, right? Genius, right? So if I'm really craving those beans and I want that high fiber, here we go. I found a solution. Now let's say that's just not an option. Well, there's a lot of other things that you can do. For example, mushrooms are really sturdy and high in fiber, and you can dice them up and use them as a substitute in recipes where beans might have been called for. Now, I realize that just might totally blow your mind. You're like, mushrooms? Serious? But try it. It holds up and it has a nice texture to it. Um, for example, um, this one whole can of mushrooms is one cup and it has zero grams of net carbs. I know, right? So for me, all of a sudden it becomes much more exciting. I'm like, well, if it's zero net carbs, I might be able to give it a try, even if I didn't like mushrooms before. I found that as I lost weight, like as I went on and on about 10 pounds a month for a year and a half, as I lost more weight, I gained more confidence and more of an open mind to try new foods because it was addicting, right? I'm like, I lost 10 pounds. Oh my gosh, I want to do it again. I went down a size. I want to do it again. So that helped motivate me to try new things. So I understand if you're like, well, I don't like green beans. Okay, that's fine. But once you hear that green beans only have four grams of net carbs per one cup, you might feel differently. Or another example would be eggplant. It has two grams of net carbs per one cup. That's very low and sturdy and a great bean substitute. And then lastly, one more suggestion for a bean substitute would be avocado. Like for example, if you're making, I don't know, let's say you used to like hummus and you use garbanzo beans for that, but then you found out, ooh, garbanzo beans, those are high. Those are 12, um, 13 grams of net carbs per half cup serving. Maybe you're like, eh, no thanks. And then, so instead of making hummus with your garbanzo beans or chickpeas, they're called both things, maybe you'll substitute avocado instead because avocado is creamy, gives you that high fiber that we're talking about, and it only has one gram of net carb per a third of the fruit. So looks better and better, right? So I'm curious what you have as a substitute for beans. I would like you to share. We are trying to learn from each other, okay? So be brave and it's okay to be wrong, you know? Someone I'm sure will have an idea and somebody else won't like it and that's okay. Share what works for you. Be brave. And the fourth category of foods that people tell you it's healthy, I would like to say are sports drinks. This is something, you know, trying to be athletic my whole life, trying and failing. <laughs> but anyway, while I'm trying, I've been told over and over again, oh, you have to have Gatorade, you have to have Powerade, you have to have all these, you know, fancy sports drinks. You know, you're outside, it's sunny, it's hot, whatever. Here's the thing though, if you have real sugar Gatorade or Powerade or any one of the brands of sports drinks, this little bottle here, it has 22 grams of net carbs per bottle. And if I look carefully at the label, I can see it's all added sugar. Suddenly I'm not so interested in that, right? No, thank you. I'm gonna call BS on that and I don't think it's healthy at all. So for me, what I do, is I buy the sugar-free version. And I know there's a lot of different brands out there in the market. This is Powerade and it has a one gram of net carb for the whole bottle. Gatorade also has a zero. There's a whole bunch of different companies out there. Propel, choose the one you like that's in your price range and that's available in your local market. That's my recommendation. 
Do you have to have those fruity artificial flavors and all that stuff? No, you don't. There's other ways you can do it too. For example, what about good old pickle juice? Pickle juice will give you that same effect of balancing your electrolytes that sports drinks will. It'll help replenish and hydrate you. Go figure, by good old pickle juice that's already in your fridge. I know, and it's probably free, right? Because it's already there. You just need a little sip to get your electrolytes balanced. And keep going here. A bone broth would, would be another option, which would have like zero to one grams of net carbs per serving, depending on what you put in your bone broth. And I'd like to hear what you guys do and gals. So please share that in the comments. Again, I'm gonna pick someone from the comments for a free cookbook of your choice. So please put your ideas and your thoughts and opinions, put it in the comments below. Number five, we're cruising. We're moving, we're cruising. Okay, number five. Um, I've been told my whole life, and I bet you have too. Tell me if I'm wrong. I've been told thousands of times that I have to have oatmeal for breakfast. Why? I don't know. Oatmeal this, oatmeal that, oatmeal cookies, oatmeal steel cut, right? Even on the label, it says lasting energy and a bunch of other promises. Healthy, 100%, whole grain oats. I'm gonna have heart healthiness and all this fabulous claims. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when I eat oatmeal or a product like this, my blood sugar goes all over the place. So I don't get these wonderful benefits that they're telling me about. For me, this is not a healthy product. No, thank you. I'm gonna be running from this one. And in fact, when I found out that oatmeal has 19 grams of net carbs per a quarter cup of dry oats, a grains, a quarter cup, that's before you add the water or milk or however you make it, I am not interested in that. For me, that would be a whole day's potentially amount of net carbs. Just on this, it doesn't even taste that good, right? It tastes like glue. Let's be real. <laughs> so there's gotta be another way we can get these same health benefits about stabilizing our blood sugar, about lowering our cholesterol without eating oatmeal. So what do you guys do? Type, type, type in the comments, please. What I do, I'll share with you, is I make a lot of cereals on my own. And I have a lot of different recipes. One of my favorites is in the new cookbook and it's called, it's on page 50 of the five ingredient cookbook. And it's called, very appropriately, just a bowl of cereal. I think that's hilarious. Um, but seriously, there's no picture here to show you, but my just a bowl of cereal recipe, it serves two and it only has one gram of net carbs per serving. And it's delicious. Now I'm not gonna tell you my secret ingredient. I'll have to make it for you. Oh wait, I did. There's a whole video on how to do it and I will put a link to it at the end of this so that you can watch a whole video demonstration on how to make this recipe. It's a free recipe from um, the Dirty Lazy Keto Five Ingredient Cookbook. So look for that. It's also on my website if you can't find the link. I know. Let's keep moving. We're moving. Here's the thing. When I make my version of cereal, and I bet you have a version as well that you've enjoyed or recommending, when I make it with nuts or seeds or some of these other lower carb products, I'm able to achieve the same goal as oatmeal. So for me, I've discovered 
I can still stabilize my blood sugar, I can lower my cholesterol, and I can feel fuller all day long. So I'm still getting that heart health benefit, just like you would by eating quote unquote oatmeal, which is totally not healthy in my opinion. Just saying. Okay, number six. This one, I know we've all heard, right? Milk. I used to be a school teacher. We'd be handing out milk like crazy to everybody. You gotta drink your milk, gotta drink your milk. And the irony is that we're passing out in the schools and recommending to people shopping. We're telling everybody to buy low fat, um, 2% or 1% or non-fat milk. It tastes horrible, right? Now I know the government and people are well-meaning. They want you to get calcium, right? Among other things. Everybody wants you to have the vitamin D, the calcium, so you can have the healthy bones. You don't want to be all brittle. That's a real issue, right? But here's the thing. Like when I did the nutrition uh, information for this label here, I came up with 15 grams of net carbs per one cup serving. For me, that is just way too high. For a cup of milk, no thank you. So what I'm going to do instead to try to get that calcium that I need is I'm going to look for products like soy milk. For example, soy milk is high in calcium and it only has one gram of net carbs per cup. I know. Now, not all the dairy alternative milks have calcium. I know that's a little sad. I didn't know that until I did a little bit more research about this topic. So maybe that'll surprise you too. But there's also a lot of calcium rich foods that you can eat if you don't want to have any kind of milk or milk product. For example, ooh, doggy. Somebody likes broccoli. So broccoli is a great source of calcium and I eat it all the time. And it has four grams of net carbs per one cup serving. Clearly, I like my broccoli, right? Let me show you a few other sources of food that can be a source of calcium for you. What about almonds? Almonds have three grams of net carbs for one ounce serving. So a little bit higher than some of the other nuts in the keto diet, but still pretty relatively low, wouldn't you agree? And that's a one ounce serving. You could also eat salmon. Salmon has zero grams of net carbs. You could have cheese. Cheese, depending on the brand or the style or the slice or the shred, it's probably around zero to one gram of net carb per one ounce serving. Um, full fat yogurt, we talked about earlier, that ranges depending on brand, between two and nine grams net carbs per serving, which also varies, by the way. Check those serving sizes carefully. Um, of course, there's a lot of options here. I'm just listing a few of them. Here's another fun, crazy one, but do you like sardines? Does anyone like sardines? I do. These are zero grams of net carbs per one quarter cup, and they're so yummy, like on a Caesar salad. Or how do you make them? I don't know. That's just the only thing that I do. Um, I love artichokes. I put it in a bag so it wouldn't poke me. But I eat, I swear, probably four or six of these a week. And these have five grams of net carbs per half cup serving. I have no idea how to measure a half cup serving of artichoke, but I just eat a lot of them. And they're really good. Tofu is another great source of calcium. Tofu has one to two grams of net carbs per three ounce serving slice. Did I skip something? Which one do you recommend? Tell me what you do to get your calcium if you're not drinking milk. I'd like to know. A low-carb option, please. Tell the group. Number seven. 
Here's another scary food that I recommend running away as fast as you can. People say dried fruit is healthy because they say, oh, it's so convenient. It's got all these vitamins and blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. Not for me, my friend. This example here of dried fruit mangoes, this has 32 grams per one cup serving. That to me is outrageous. I cannot afford that kind of net carb spent on dried fruit. For me, I would much prefer to eat real fruit and get those same vitamins. So I'll eat like strawberries, for example. They're around eight to 10 net carbs per one cup serving, depending on if they're fresh or frozen, whole or sliced. But what about you guys? What do you do to get your vitamins from fruit? Do you have another suggestion? I hope that you will share. I hope there's a lot of shares today because we're going to learn from each other. And then last, oh, number eight. Man, if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me I needed to eat brown rice, that I needed that whole grain experience. Oh, I have to have it. It's going to help me with my weight loss, my feeling full and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't think so. Especially not Uncle Ben's ready rice. <laughs> Here's the deal. Like I was looking at the nutritional label here of this brown rice that's supposedly going to save my whole life and make me fabulous. It is 38 grams per one cup serving. 38. 38. 38. No, thank you. That is like two days worth of net carbs potentially for me or a day and a half or one on a big eating day. I'm not going to waste it all on a cup of brown rice. It doesn't even taste good. But how can you still get that nutritional experience that some say you're going to get from brown rice? That is something that we have to really think about, right? It's not just finding a swap or a substitute, but try to think about the nutrition behind the recommendation. I think that's the trick here with the conversation. Some of you might be surprised to see cauliflower rice being sold in a package just like the brown rice. Look at that. I know, right? I'm gonna put them side by side. This to me was like a little dirty, lazy keto miracle. Now I do buy frozen cauliflower, just like I'm sure a lot of you do. Here's a giant bag of it I buy at Costco. And the cauliflower rice has about three grams of net carbs per half cup, maybe two for two thirds cup, depending on the packaging. But I don't know, is it giving us that same nutritional experience as eating a whole grain? Probably not. I mean, yes, you're getting the fiber. Yes, you're getting like the rice experience, but I don't know. You tell me. I'm not an expert. I just lost 140 pounds. So I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. One product I use, not in lieu of brown rice, but in spite of brown rice, maybe, is I use um, flaxseed quite a bit in my cooking. And this is actually whole flaxseed. I'll kind of go like this so you can see. They look like little sesame seeds. But actually, I use it ground. So I either grind it myself, like in a spice grinder upper, or I buy it pre-ground. I feel like it gets more benefits that way. But I use it in a lot of different recipes. You'll find. But it's an unusual ingredient. It has one gram of net carb per tablespoon serving. And I know it's not a whole grain, but it makes me kind of feel like I'm getting a whole grain. I feel like it's helping me with my digestion. It's high in fiber. It helps me stabilize my blood sugar and feel full. So I know it's totally random. You tell me what your thoughts are. Maybe you have a better idea or some input. Number nine, 
These are the offensive foods that we all think are just quote unquote healthy, but no, thank you. They are not. My children love granola bars and people are always telling them, oh, oh, you need convenient, healthy snacks. Grab a granola bar. You've got to have granola bar. So it's like they're programmed from watching TV or the media. I don't know. I don't know where we all get this from, but people think you have to eat a granola bar to be convenient and healthy and eating good on the go. I don't know. I looked at the nutrition label of this particular fig bar, 35 grams of net carbs per bar. Who is eating that? Not me. For me, that would make me go crazy with my blood sugar. So instead, I look to other foods that are just as convenient, but maybe offer me some more nutrition so that I can feel stable and healthy for longer. I don't want to have like crazy reactions. And I know I've recommended these in the past. These are from Costco. These are the low, low carb protein bars that they sell. And depending on what style you buy, they're between three and four grams per bar. Now they're kind of like candy bars. Um, also Quest makes a different competing product. It's probably the same thing, um, but about the same number of net carbs. You have to be careful with these because they taste like, I call them candy bars and drag. And I know that will offend people and I'm very sorry, but it's true. They're so yummy and delicious. It's like eating a Snickers bar. I could eat them all day long. So be careful of that. You know, just because something's convenient and low carb doesn't mean we should be eating it all day, every day. What about cheese? Like string cheese, that's convenient, portable, and it's low carb, but it offers the calcium. It's offering you protein, just as portable, right? And it's not as calorie dense as eating some of those low carb chocolate chocolate chips, sprinkles, protein bars that are so yummy. And a cheese stick only has like zero or one gram of net carb for the whole thing. So just think outside the box here about when you're substituting and what you're trying to get out of it. Now, number 10 is probably the most upsetting for me. Out of all the foods in America, I'm gonna show you the one that has caused me the most challenging sadness the, the woe, the sleepless nights. <laughs> Can you see what I'm holding here? This is popcorn. Oh my goodness. I love popcorn so much. And we have been told, at least I was, my family had popcorn every night after dinner as our evening snack watching TV or movies. Gathered around our one television with no remote where you had to turn the dial. <laughs> and we would make a big giant bucket of popcorn. And it was economical, right? And it fed everybody. It was easy to make. And we all thought it was healthy because we learned that popcorn, quote unquote, lowers cholesterol, helps with blood sugar. It's fibrous. It does all these amazing things. It's so healthy, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it is not. No, 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 it is not. Popcorn was probably the death of me. I probably lost like, I don't know, 20 pounds just when I stopped eating popcorn. For example, this makes a whole bowl of popcorn which I would eat, of course, wouldn't you? Who eats one serving? And a whole bowl of popcorn, 105 grams of net carbs, 105. Did you hear me? 105 for a bowl of popcorn. This isn't even like the good stuff at the movie theater. This is like some crappy, you know, put it in a pot and shake it. So I'm sorry, but I am not interested in that no matter how sad that makes me. But I still want the benefits of lowering my cholesterol. I want the fiber. I want the stable blood sugar. 
I want all that health benefits and economy, right? We want something economical. So what are we going to do? For me, this has been probably the most stressful conundrum of my life. <laughs> so what are you going to do to substitute for popcorn? Because we need our popcorn, right? So I'm very excited to share with you what I've come up with. Now, again, this is going to be in the new cookbook because I'm always working and coming up with new recipes. This is in the new cookbook and I call it movie poppin' corn. Okay, I'm going to go out there and say this is my popcorn dirty lazy keto recipe. It's going to be on page 95. Let's see if I can find 95 without my glasses. You know I'm going to need the glasses. <sighs> Can't even see. But my recipe, it has six grams of net carbs per serving, which, eh, you know, it's a lot better than 105. And if you really want popcorn, I think you're going to love this. I think you're going to adore it, and I think it'll go down in dirty, lazy keto history. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Um, I was so excited about this recipe, probably more than any other in the entire recipe book. So I'm going to show you the picture of what it looks like. And you'll be like, girl. Okay, can you see? Seriously, this is a movie popping popcorn that I made for the new five ingredient cookbook. Easy to make and it's six grams of net carbs per serving. And it's delicious. And it's going to give you that same um, outcomes that you were looking for when we quote unquote were eating popcorn back in the olden days. I know, right? So I can't wait for you to try this recipe and get back to me about what you think. Now, if you have a different idea for a popcorn substitution that's low carb, please write in the comments because we are all desperate to know what your solution is. This is a serious problem. <laughs> so I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast, today's video. I hope this was fun for you. And I hope it wasn't too many examples, but I like to be thorough. Um, you know, we have to try to avoid some of these top 10 healthy foods that we've been told our whole lives are healthy and they're really not. No, they're not. Um, I believe that you can lose weight and keep it off by being mindful about what does constitute healthy eating, but by making simple low carb substitutes. You have to just think a few steps ahead. Like, well, why am I getting rid of this food? And what, you know, what should I try to incorporate? I think it helps quite a bit with our decision-making. So if you haven't already, I hope that you've left a few comments today. Um, give the video a thumbs up. And if you didn't write a comment yet, you were feeling a little shy or just kind of sitting back and learning, you know, it's okay. Maybe you could make a comment about what you learned in general, or maybe something that surprised you. Because I want to hear your feedback and your, you know, what you have to say. You don't always have to have a solution for everybody, but just share your thoughts, share your opinions, share your reactions. Let's all get involved, right? The more we get involved, I think, the more likely we are to make some changes. At least that's how it was for me. The more involved I got, the more leadership, the more opportunities I took to try new foods, the more confident I got. And then the more willing I was to eat new foods and try new recipes and share my frustrations or share my challenges with others. And then I could learn and then I could grow and then I could lose 140 pounds. So you don't have to be perfect at this. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to write it all down. Just try one or two new things that you learned today. You don't have to be perfect to be successful. That is the philosophy of Dirty Lazy Keto. It's true. If I can do this, so can you. Don't overthink it. Don't try to research every angle, and every 
food and have lists upon lists, fill up your whole kitchen. You don't need to do that. Just take one step at a time, one snack at a time, one meal at a time, and just make one tiny change one after another after another. That's all you have to do. And those little changes, they really snowball into something amazing and something huge. It's true. So I believe in you guys. I know you can do it. I believe transformation is possible and I am here to help you through it. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks so much for listening and for being part of the Dirty Lazy Keto community. I'm here to support you. I am here to help. Would you like to be notified when a new episode drops? Sign up for my free newsletter so we can keep in touch. Enter your email at dirtylazyketo.com and I'll just send you quick notifications when something new is going on. My newsletters are free, of course, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Do me a favor, tell a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I believe in you, my friend. I know you can do this. See you next week, Keto Superstars. Oh, 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 oh,